welcome to Shedding Light Hunting Stories Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the average Joe and their awesome hunting stories. I'm your host, Travis Williams. You're listening to episode 81. Hey guys, welcome to the show. If you are a repeat listener, I am just grateful that you've hit that subscribe button and that you're back for another episode and I hope that it's just stuff that makes you smile and you enjoy it. And if you're a new listener, man, thanks for coming and checking out the show. We've had a lot of new listeners recently. I think that's probably due just because of the variety of content that we've had this summer, a lot of different guests on, and it's just been a lot of fun. I've really had a a great summer. Um, And my wife actually asked me this last night. She said, Travis, do you you ever get tired? of hearing these hunting stories and I thought about it for about a split second I said no I, I love hearing these stories that's what drives me to do it I, each each story is unique to the person we have unique storytelling abilities and um, just some really cool things it puts me in that moment I'm trying to picture it and I absolutely love it. And today we have a great guest. His name is Cody Schleich. And Cody's going to come on here in just a second and tell some of his great stories. Another Ohio guy. Love hearing from other Ohio guys like me. But um, before we get to that, I do want to let you know about a couple bonus episodes that are going to be coming out this week. So if you're listening in real time, I'm recording this on August the 6th. This episode's going to drop on the 9th. About the 11th or 12th of August, um, there are going to be a couple bonus episodes. And I just want to give you a quick heads up as to what those are going to look like. This podcast is about hunting stories, but you guys know I also tie in an element of my faith, what I believe the Bible says about life, and uh, how that gives me a purpose, how that gives me joy in my life, and uh, hopefully it's something that that you enjoy as well. I I hope that it's not too forceful, that you're not offended, um, you know, but... You know, just trying to throw out some of those ideas. These next two episodes are going to be primarily about um, what I consider the greatest hunt of all time. (laughs) And that hunt is God's hunt for us. And I'll explain that in those episodes. There's going to be a short version where I kind of just am real quick and to the point. There might be, and then there's going to be a a longer version. And I'll let you pick which one you want to listen to, if you want to listen to it at all. But those episodes are going to talk about, you know, what's the point of life? Where did we come from? What happens after we die? How do I make sure I know where I'm going to go whenever I I kick the bucket, whenever my tag is punched, so to speak. How do I know where I'm going to go? And and if you know those things already and you're confident, great. But if it's something that you're just not sure about, if if, if the whole religious or church thing, you just don't get it, it's just you believe in God and maybe you you connect with God in the woods, but that's about as far as it goes, I'd I'd really encourage you guys to at least check out the short version. Um, And then if you're interested and you want a little bit longer version where I kind of unpack it a little bit more, check that out. Um, I, I'm not going to try and cram down your throat, but I am going to at least tell you at least what I believe the Bible says about those those topics. So if you want to check that out, that'll come out this week, and uh, really hope that that's something that would be beneficial to you guys. Like I said, today we have Cody Schleich on the uh, interview, and Cody is out <laughs> sitting there watching <laughs> some deer as we talk, or hoping for some deer to come in. We have a great conversation about some bucks that he has been able to harvest, and some good hunting experiences. He's a super great guy. I hope that you enjoy that. Here is Cody. All right, guys, I got Cody Schleich on the line from Ohio, fellow Ohio native. Always good to have a guy like you on. So, Cody, how's it going, man? Good, man. I, uh, you know, I appreciate you having me on and uh, talk a little deer hunting. Absolutely. I, I can't get enough of it, especially this time of year. A flip, uh, the switch has kind of flipped for me, you know, uh, and I'm, I, I can't wait. How about you? Yeah, I'm definitely, uh, definitely excited. Uh, 
doing a lot of different things this year and hunting some new property and stuff. So it's uh, it's definitely going to be a be a, a different experience for me this year. So I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Cool. What's you into tonight? I I already know, but I want our guests to know. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sitting here glassing a glassing a bean field. I've been watching this. Uh, he's probably a, a mid 170s buck. Ooh. And I've been watching him. He's he's been coming out of this little public uh, parcel uh, every once in a while, and then he kind of bounces back and forth between uh, this private bean field and this little public bean field. So so I'm just trying to keep tabs on him. All right, so two things to keep in mind then. One, we definitely want to know if he steps out. So if, if I'm asking you a question or you're telling a story and he steps out, we want to know about that. And second, don't mention where you're hunting, okay? No, don't worry about that. <laughs> That's all top secret stuff. Top secret. Well, good, man. Well, Cody, Cody, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, like, like I said, I'm from Ohio, Pickaway County, um, just south of Columbus there. Uh, I... I've basically been in the hunting as long as I can remember my, you know, my, uh, I grew up in a hunting family. My dad hunted and my grandfather hunted as well. They were probably my biggest influences in hunting. And uh, I've just been around it since I was a real young, young kid. Uh, and I, you know, I remember my dad hunting and stuff when I was, when I was a kid and, and, uh, I was just always real excited and interested in it. And, you know, I've been doing it all my life, but, uh, you know, as far as what I do for a living and stuff, um, right now I'm, uh, I'm managing about eight, uh, about eight employees for a, a local lawn care company. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, that, that, uh, this is a, uh, you're considered an essential employee then, right? So yep, <laughs> people's, yep, people's yards still have to be mowed. Yeah, I've been working through COVID, and uh, yeah, we haven't missed a beat. Oh, that's good, man. Good for you. Well, Cody, uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, um, I want, I'm just curious about this year, kind of your plan. You said you're hunting a new property. So what's what's are you switching away from some old properties or just having um, to get a new parcel, or how how'd that work out for you? Really, um, I'm going, I'm kind of, kind of going towards a, uh, more public public land hunting this year okay so just um just to challenge myself more than anything so i've been hunting i've been hunting uh you know private land most of my life public public and private but um yeah i just want to try something new and and uh get better get better at what i'm doing so <laughs> i guess yeah. that's, that's why i'm uh kind of venturing out on the public doing a lot of scouting and uh and just really trying to trying to get better at deer hunting yeah i i see it seems like a lot of guys are, are doing that and i'm i'm definitely drawn to it as well i think there's something about being able to go out on a place that that anybody owns everybody owns and being able to be successful out there would be very rewarding what's what's the biggest draw for you hunting public land do you think um for me it's it's just the challenge of it it's just uh it's you know i'm not i'm not here to compete against anybody else but myself and it's just challenging myself to get better is my biggest draw to it mm. so. well, that's good well let's let's take a trip back a little bit um you mentioned you know kind of growing up and hunting and that type of thing so what was uh you know, what were some of those early hunts like for you? Like, how did you really kind of start cutting your teeth and, and get, you know, get excited about hunting? Um, well, 
I, I grew up in a small town with maybe a thousand people, and we had a we had a two acre lot, and it the back of the lot was wooded and went down the creek and stuff. And I got a BB gun when I think when I was five years old, and um, and I was out every day, just you know. I was probably a nuisance in my town running around town with a, <laughs> with a BB gun, but that's what, that's pretty much how I got started was, was just uh, hunting birds with my BB gun at five years old. And then uh, we, um, we did a lot of uh, small game hunting, so rabbits and pheasants and uh, roughed grouse and that sort of thing. Um, but my dad, my dad did bow hunt a little bit and, uh, he got he got me started into into bow hunting. He got me a or he got me on a lease. Uh, it was actually a mead lease when I was uh, probably a young teenager, and um, I just fell in love with it. But you know, I cut my teeth on on small game hunting. That's that's how I really got it interested. Going squirrel hunting with my dad when I was six seven years old and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's a good way to get kids into it and get started. That's how I got started and was squirrel and uh, coon hunting until I couldn't <laughs> until I couldn't run anymore. It was just fun yeah. just being out there chasing different critters and you know you kind of form that passion. And then a little bit later on, you know, I, I, that first year getting a gun and going after a deer, that's just that's what kind of ramped it up for me. So what what brought on the interest to deer and and how did you? Um, I'm just curious how you got your first deer. How did that all play? Um, out? Yeah, um, so we always hunted this uh, big farm in Southern Ohio when I was young. And um, my dad took me deer hunting for the first time when I was 10 years old, uh, opening day of shotgun season. I was always real interested in deer hunting because, you know, I couldn't wait for my dad to get back when he'd go and listen to his stories or hear about his success or whatever. But yeah, 10 years old, I took my, took my grandpa's, uh, 12 gauge Remington 1100 uh and I ended up killing a deer the first first time out so so uh wow very yeah the the very uh the very next year I went back sat in the same spot opening day of shotgun season and I killed my first first uh buck he was probably 150 inch seven point seven point buck and i thought he was huge you know (laughs) (laughs) but ever since then i've just been hooked and i can't i can't get enough of it it's really it's really uh you know deer hunting and my uh my family is really what my life revolves around Mm. yeah well that's good man so i know that you've definitely gotten into bow hunting um i'm looking down through your your instagram here and you've you seem to have had a lot of success so i I just kind of want to dive into some specific stories you know looking back on your hunting you know what's been what's been the standout moments some of those moments that you just look back and you just got to smile because it was a, a great experience for you um well i got a lot of them but we'll just start with uh you know the from from when i was younger uh obviously my first buck was uh super exciting uh, i remember him coming in off off this old power line and um i was in this spot that my grandpa it was technically my grandpa's spot he had a name for every spot 
he called, <laughs> but he called this spot. It was called the stump. Okay, so there, there was a stump there, and in front of there was an old. Uh, there was a tree there, and in the bottom of the tree had like a little hollowed out spot. And every time he shot a deer there, he'd jam a shotgun shell in that in that tree. But um, but that, that's cool. Yeah, I remember that deer coming in, and I, you know, it's been so long ago, but I can still remember uh, looking at my dad and telling him, you know, I had a shot at it. I'm I'm guessing this deer is probably about sixty yards away, and I could just tell by looking at him that he had no faith in me making this shot. <laughs> but yeah I, uh anyhow I, you know I, I settled the beat on him and uh and dropped him right there and you could i could just tell my dad was surprised that, <laughs> that, that that's a good yeah. feeling yeah so yeah that that was probably my first uh first uh you know real real uh memorable story as far as deer hunting goes um, but I, there's a couple, couple of bucks on my wall that, um, I really, I really enjoyed the hunts. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, I think it was about, yeah, 2009, um, well, my grandpa, the one that, you know, he was a big outdoorsman hunter. He, uh, he passed away in October of 2009. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was a little bit unexpected, so it was kind of rough on me, but, um, that, I hunted really hard that year with no luck, and then it was the Saturday of shotgun season, I was hunting his spot, and at that time, what they had done is they had logged and came in and replanted pines, so I was set up watching these pines, and I had like four does four does come out work their way towards me i let them all go and it started pouring down snow probably it probably snowed about two inches in, a, in an hour so i got cold and i got up and i walked around and dropped down in the middle of these pines and i just sat down it was, it was about 12 31 o'clock and uh it was real windy and i i kept hearing this sound like a deer grinding but you know it's almost middle of december so I kind of wrote it off, but I heard it two or three more times. And then this uh, doe popped out in this little opening in the pines. And right behind her, here's this, here's this really nice buck. And he's, he's probably a mid, mid 140s to 150 class deer. Hmm. And uh, just like, it's just like uh, the first week of November, you know, he was, he was chasing that doe around and he came up there about, 35 40 yards and i shot him and yeah that was just a pretty unique hunt because it was in my grandpa's spot the same year he died so i kind of feel like that was a uh i don't know i kind of feel like he sent me that one yeah it was was, was a little bit of luck on my part i feel like but i feel like he he sent me that one because it was a long rough year of hunting for me so Mm. that's cool you know that that's neat some of those moments that you get that you just think man there's something going on here <laughs> yeah I know. There's, there's definitely a higher power out there sometimes if, you know, yeah sure, so. oh, that's cool man yeah um yeah I've, I've killed uh several deer with bow and arrow um actually most of the deer i've killed have been with a bow and arrow but um let's see i've got uh 
another real memorable one. Uh, this one was about four years ago, three, four years ago. I had a, um, well, I was hunting this little uh, private block of woods, about a 20 acre block of woods in the middle of a about 200 acre farm. But it was just all crop field. And I knew the bucks were bedded up in this uh, corner of the woods. So I, I circled out on this fence row. And actually, this is the only deer I've ever killed over a decoy, but I took a decoy with me. Mm. on this hunt and uh i set the decoy up and it was uh veterans day and um i i probably got there around three o'clock got everything set up settled in about four thirty, a, a doe popped out in the field and two minutes later a buck popped right out of that corner that uh i i was figuring there was bedded in so I could see he was about 250 yards away and I could, you know, I didn't have to pull binoculars up to realize that he was a shooter. And they kind of worked their way around the edge of the woods and there was a kind of a low spot in the field that ran across to the uh, fence row I was sitting on. And the deer always like come out of the woods and work across that low spot feeding. So I just kind of watched them and that they came all the way across there. It probably took them 15, 20 minutes. And that doe came right up to the point of that fence. I was tucked down behind some like grown up grass and stuff. And she was probably less than 10 yards from me. And he was probably another 10 to 15 yards behind her. And he started veering off towards my decoy. <laughs> and he, went, he, he was looking at my decoy. And so I had to, I had to make a move. So when I drew back, that that doe busted me, and she she took off. Well, he turned and looked at her, and it, I took a frontal shot on him. Of course, I was sitting on the ground. I took a frontal shot and uh, hit him dead center of the chest, and he didn't he didn't make it twenty yards. Oh man! So, so without that decoy, I don't know that I that I would have killed him because it took his focus off of what was really going on. Yeah. Why? Why? Uh, why were you sitting on the ground? What was the motivation for that? Is that a normal uh, tactic was, that you have, or? Um, it's just all situational, and in that in that uh situation, I didn't didn't have an option. There was no no trees to oh, okay to be in. Yeah. Mm. So I, I just felt like that's with the wind and where the deer were bedded. That's I just I just assumed that's where I needed to be, and yeah, and so, from the ground was my only option there. And so that decoy was kind of like, hey, this is going to be something that kind of keeps him distracted and keeps him, you know, yeah, at least I, ma I was, makes it focus off of me. Yeah, I was just I was just kind of experimenting and it worked out. So, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, if you ever see me carrying a decoy around now, I mean, you better take a picture because it'll probably never happen again. <laughs> <laughs> they are kind of a pain thing. to carry. That's for sure. I've got yeah. one property that I've used. I've used one, I think twice and I've just, just carrying the thing over there and then it's sat in like a garage. So I know it doesn't smell good, you know, or whatever. So it's, right. um, yeah, 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 that is they're tough. Kind of, they're kind of a hassle, but I have, I have seen a lot of people and I know a lot of people have had success with them and that yeah. sort of thing, but they're really just not for me. I was just experimenting that day and it, and it worked out.
Yeah. Well, that's, that's awesome. Um, definitely a really cool story. I've never shot one like that from the ground, but I've heard the rush of the adrenaline is even yeah. higher than being up in the tree. Yeah. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Uh, it, it really was. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I was extremely excited because oh. I couldn't believe I just pulled it off. So, <laughs> yeah. That's sweet, man. Well, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, I want to hear some of your other stories, but I was just scrolling through face or through Instagram, and there's this picture of this buck, and this buck that you have is an absolute just giant deer, but he's just he's got blood all over him. You know which buck I'm talking about? Like that, blood all the, over the. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the story I just told you. Oh, that's the one, this one that's right the here. One I killed from the ground. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Was... See, the thing with that is, uh, well, when I hit him, it went through. I, don't, I think it went through his aorta. Okay. It, and the arrow came out his uh, out his back hip. Oh wow! So it went all the way through him, and um, and I was, you know, I was by myself, which I hunt solo most of the time. And, um, I could drive my truck out in the field, which was nice. The crops were off and it was, it was dry. So I could drive my truck right out to him. So I drove my truck out and I gutted him and yeah, he, he was a bloody mess, but I had to load him in the truck by myself. So I had bloody hands after I got done, <laughs> after I got done uh, dressing him out and stuff. And then, you know, I had to, I had to grab him by the antlers and pull him in the truck. So that's why his, uh, that's why his antlers are all bloody. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, uh, it's just a it's a cool pick uh, just to see that. So, yeah, oh, awesome, man. Hey, have any uh, quick uh, give us an update? Any deer stepped out in the field yet? Uh, I do not see anything. Oh man, maybe we're messing things up here. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hit or miss. I see him. I've been seeing him about two to three times a week. So okay. And I thought tonight would be a good night because usually I see him after a rain and we just had a rain go through here about an uh, hour ago or so. A couple right. hours ago, maybe. Eh, still time. Still a, still a little bit of daylight left, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's cool. Well, Cody, I also noticed, I'm just curious, um, it looks like you've been out to hunt uh, some elk out west. Have you had any success out west uh, chasing, chasing elk? Yeah, I've been out to um, southwest Colorado elk hunting twice. Um, I absolutely love it out, out West. Um, oh man, it's awesome. Yeah. I love the mountains, but, um, yeah, the first time, first time we went out, uh, a buddy of mine and myself and then another guy, we went with another guy that, uh, has had experience elk hunting before. He was kind of our, he was kind of our guide, I guess you could say. Um, we was, we just went in on an over the counter tag uh, on some public land. And on the on the drive out there, he actually ended up getting sick. I don't know if uh, if he got uh, food poisoning or uh, he was uh, sensitive to the altitude or, mm. or what what happened to him. But he ended up getting sick, so he laid around camp most most of the week. No, oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, we we hiked up in this wilderness area about four miles with packs and stuff, and. You know, he's glassing elk, we seeing some elk, and then one one evening there was some elk right right beside our camp. Uh, they were coming up this big draw up the up from the bottom up towards the top of the mountain, uh, bugling. So my buddy and I we we hurried up and booked it up the mountain and got up above them, and it was actually my twenty uh, first birthday that year. So he's uh. He's like, you know what? He's like, 
you go down and uh, and you'd be the shooter. And he's like, I'll, st- I'll sit up here behind you and call. I said, all right, sounds good. So I got this elk coming up through and he's just, he's just cracking trees and everything else. It's, you know, my heart's pounding a hundred miles an hour. And, uh, he's probably within 50 yards of me, I'd say, but I can't see him yet. Cause I'm, I'm up above the tree line and, and he's just in the trees. And then the next thing I know, I just hear a bunch of elk running from behind me down over the hill or down over the mountain. And I turn around and I don't know what just happened or whatever, but, uh, I turn around and, and my buddy's uh, sprinting down the hill, just screaming that he just killed one. So (laughs) (laughs) there was two bulls coming up the mountain and one, one of them actually, uh, came out of the trees and, and gave him a shot. So, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was the first time out. The, the second trip out was uh, two years ago and, and we had a real tough time finding any elk. Um, might've heard five or six bugles the whole week. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was tough. A lot of, a lot of pressure, uh, a lot of hunters out there. Uh, I did run into, I did run into some moose, which was a pretty cool experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually came, I was coming down this old dried up lake bed. Uh, there was a creek running, running into this old dried up lake. And I was just kind of working down this creek to circle around and get, get the wind in my favor to get up this mountain. And I turned around the bend and there's a, there's a big cow moose standing there about 60 yards away. And she's just, uh, you know, she's just, she's just looking at me, not, doesn't really know what I am. And I'm just being real cautious because, you know, I don't know if she has a calf with her or what's going on. So I just start easing up the uh, mountain a little bit to get a little elevation uh, to where I can see a little better. And there, there was a, a big bull right, right on her tail. Mm. So, yeah, that was, that was a pretty cool experience. But as far as the elk hunting go, it, it was, uh, it wasn't that great the last trip out. Still had a, a good, a good experience, but uh, no, we didn't, we didn't kill an elk that time. Yeah, it's tough. I think uh, people we watch, <laughs> people watch TV, and you just uh, you see the Primos guys or you see other guys, and it just looks so easy. But you get out there and you see. First off, if you're Ohio boys like us, you get out there, and I'm used to hills, but those are some pretty big hills. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> it just it's, takes uh, your breath away. It's rough. It's super rough, especially um, you know running around with camp on your back and sleeping in a tent in the mountains for nine days i mean that 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 wears on you yeah eating eating uh freeze-dried meals and ramen noodles and all that good <laughs> stuff so, yeah it wears on you but uh but i love it i love it i could spend uh, i could spend uh months out there chasing elk you got another trip planned um not right now i'm kind of kind of just on the white tails right now so okay um cool. but definitely in the future i'll definitely be going back somewhere out the, out west mm. let's let's jump back to whitetails um i want to ask you a couple other questions uh, what what do you think you know you've had a lot of success in this podcast we get into mostly stories but i i am just curious what what do you think if you had to say is like your number one or maybe number one or two go-to tactic what what's helping you get on these these bucks cody um man that's that's changed so much throughout the throughout the years um the more i've learned and stuff uh the more that's changed 
But I would say my number one, my number one, uh, number one thing for in general would just be uh, playing the wind. Okay. Yeah, I just I just see so many guys uh, disregard the wind, and you know I I play the wind every time. So whether you know I I try to know where the deer are at and. You know, whether it's an off wind or a cross wind or a quartering wind, I just, my whole tactic is not let my wind get in the deer's nose. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's probably my biggest factor in, in hunting whitetails. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's solid. You will not trick their nose. I see, <laughs> I, you know, I see people spend a ton of money on all kinds of clothing and, and granted that might help a fraction, but uh, if he's downwind of you, it's going to be tough to fool, fool him. Yeah, I don't, I don't even try to trick their nose anymore. So I just, uh, I just try to play the wind, uh, the best I can. Mm. Let's jump back into some of your, your favorite stories. So kind of wrap us up here. If, if you think of, um, you know, any other stories that just kind of rise to the top for you as just being really cool moment for you in the woods. Yeah. Um, I think it was 2013. That's I, I killed the biggest deer, biggest scoring deer I've killed to date in 2000. I think it was 2013. Um, actually, a buddy of mine was getting a lot of trail camera pictures of him on his property. And like late October, every day, he was getting daylight pictures of him. And I kept telling him, I said, man, you, you better go kill that deer. He's, he's like a mid-160s you know deer so i was like you you, should, you probably ought to go kill him if he's, you're getting all these daylight pictures of him and he just kept putting it off putting it off and then finally he stopped getting pictures and i had another uh farm i was hunting uh you know as a crow flies from where he was at i'd say a mile mile and a half so and it's a big big uh tons of does in there so i figured he probably he was probably over there dogging does first in november and i went in there and i set up and it's a perfect setup because the deer were bedded up in this uh up in this little wood lot uh to and that would have been to the west and there was these three big um three big hardwood fingers that ran out of that wood lot down to this uh, crop field. So all the deer would come from west to east down to this crop field to feed. And so it was a perfect situation. It just all bottlenecked down, uh, depending on the wind, would uh, determine what which one of those fingers I'd, I'd hunt. But uh, I think we had like a southwest wind that day, and I, uh, I went in there, and... You know, about an hour before dark, I see this buck coming down the, coming down the ridge, and right away I knew I knew it was the buck my buddy was getting picked. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, I'm set up, and it's pretty. It was pretty thick in there, a lot of a lot of underbrush and stuff, um, autumn olive and honeysuckle bushes and that stuff, kind of stuff. But uh, he stopped uh, facing me about fifteen yards away and made a scrape and he probably stood there making that scrape for five minutes it, it felt like 25 minutes but he was probably there for five minutes and 
uh, I was just trying to find a hole I could shoot him in once he got broadside to me. And as soon as he did, uh, and he was, he was close, you know, 15 yards, he got broadside. And I just think I was so amped up. I don't know what happened. Uh, I don't even know if I, I don't even remember if I was looking through my peep sight. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I shot and I, I shot about a foot, foot underneath of me. Oh and, no. Yeah. And I was just, I was just, uh, I was pretty disgusted with myself, honestly. So, um, I kind of, I kind of took the week off after that and, you know, kind of got my mind right and that sort of thing. And I, I went back into the exact same spot one week later and about four 30, I uh, saw a doe working, working down that ridge and right behind him was that same buck. And, uh, I, I shot him at, at 32 yards and, uh, and killed him. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, that, that was a pretty, I don't know, pretty good hunt. Yeah, and a good, good feeling to get a second chance like that. Yeah, that you don't get second chances uh, with bucks like that very or hardly ever, I would say. So now here's my question: What's your buddy say whenever he finds out that you shot the buck that he was <laughs> originally uh, kind of going he, after? He he was happy for me, you know. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. He he was happy. He he didn't uh, have any issue with it. So that's good. You know, he he had his chance. Well. You know, he's getting them daylight pictures in October. He should have been back there hunting him. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I've heard, um, I heard that recently that sometimes we get a little possessive of bucks. We take a picture of one and we think that it's ours or whatever, but I think it's pretty cool. Your buddy, you know, congratulating you because no, no, we don't, unless you uh, have a high fence, you know, <laughs> no right. deer, no deer belongs to you. So no, yeah, that's good. Not. Yeah. I'm, I'm always, uh, I'm always excited to see my see my friends have success and stuff and i try to help them out uh anytime they got questions or whatever but mm. yeah it's a you know it's more of a you know i i don't know deer hunting to me isn't isn't really a um oh i'm kind of i'm kind of introverted and i like to do things on my own a lot but i do i do like to uh you know see see my friends succeed and uh share stories with them and stuff and hear about how their hunts went and that sort of thing yeah, absolutely. Well, Cody, whenever you you mentioned that you're you're kind of transitioning over now, or I, I assume you're transitioning over to uh, public land hunting, have you done? You said you mentioned that you have done some public land. So have you have you had success on public land yet, or is this something that you're just diving into because um, you want to find success? Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of the property I grew up hunting was a lot some of it was public and i didn't even know it was public because a lot of it but <laughs> a lot of it butted up to uh the private i had permission on stuff yeah but um yeah um last year i kind of i started uh, uh really kind of getting interested in it and i probably hunted public last year six or eight times maybe okay and um i had I had shots at probably two Pope and Young bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah, and i uh, seen a couple other small bucks. I've I seen deer every time I went out and hunted uh, public last last uh, year, but, I, you know, a couple of those times I went and hunted was after I was already tagged out on my buck for the season, so um, I was just out, just out uh, seeing 
seeing what I could see, I guess. Yeah. Well, man, that's exciting. I, I think um, more and more I've applied for some Ohio controlled hunts, and I'll, I'll find out here in about six days whether or not I've gotten drawn for any of those. I don't expect I will because I imagine everybody and their, their cousin has <laughs> applied this year what, since uh, it was all, all online. So, Where did you apply for uh, control hunts at? Um, there's, uh, I don't know anything about these areas. All I know is it lets me hunt August 22nd. Uh, so like a month before season. Um, but yeah, it's big, big Darby, little Darby, little Miami, basically anywhere in the state that kind of had one of those places. And then a couple state parks close to my wife's, uh, parents is, and so I just thought, man, you know, be kind of neat to go in on these places. And, uh, some of those places, I think what happens is you actually, they tell you where you're going to hunt. So it's not like you get a lot of a scouting or whatever, but Hey, if they let me hunt a month beforehand and I get a chance at a velvet buck, Hey, I'm, I'm going to do it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I, I actually, uh, was drawn for, drawn for a uh, control hunt last season. That's why I was asking. So. Oh, really? You might be yeah, asking where? Uh, Deer Creek State Park. Okay. How that? How, what was your experience with that? I've, uh, that's the thing. Like, um, it's hard to kind of find it because it's kind of rare for to see people get drawn. You know, I don't know anybody personally. So, what was your experience with that? Um, uh, like you said, they give you they give you a zone to hunt in. Okay. So uh, last year we had to do it in person. So they didn't have the online thing last right. last season. Um, so yeah, they gave gave you a zone, and of course, uh, a buddy of mine got to hunt that zone, and it and it's a real good zone. Actually, another friend of mine, uh, he hunted it the year the year before, and him and and his uh, the other guy that was hunting it with him, they both killed nice bucks. But um, I was already tagged out again when I got the chance to go in there. Oh, so, okay, gotcha. Um, I was expecting it to be a lot better. We had some a couple groups before us in there hunting, so you know the deer the deer were pretty uh, pretty tuned in okay. by the time by the time we could hunt it. But I did uh, I did see a lot of deer. Uh, they mostly stayed in the thicker stuff where you couldn't really shoot at them. But I did uh, see one one really nice eight point uh the last evening i hunted there i i, I kind of got aggressive and went in and uh had a had a real nice eight point uh probably 140 inch eight point pass at about 100 or about about 40 yards probably and you're you're tagged out at this point so this is just you're killing them in your mind kind of thing yeah i was just uh yeah i i tagged out on november i think 9th last year and I, I kept hunting. I kept I kept going in and hunting. So <laughs> that's awesome, man. It's dedication actually, right there. Yeah, actually, um, I, I had a couple different farms I was uh, really keying on last season, and uh, the buck I killed, he was one of the one of the bucks I I had targeted, and there was actually another buck on that same farm that um, I would have rather had. Um, but the one I when it ended up killing, uh, you know, I, I got pictures of him and stuff and decided that if he gave me a shot, I'd take him. But but on this uh, on a separate farm, I kept I kept going back in and hunting it. And I had pictures of probably a 160 inch uh, 13 point on that farm since mm-hmm. mid since mid October. And he was kind of one of my target bucks, too. So uh, after I tagged out. I was like, I'm just going to go see what I can do, you know, and, uh, dove right in the middle of the bedding area one morning 
and he walked by uh, 25 yards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's I cool. Tried, well, I'm... Yeah, I tried to take some video with him with video of him with my uh, with my phone, but uh, yeah, he 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 was a real nice buck. I'm uh, kind of hoping he shows back up this season uh, on that same farm, but uh, you know, it's hard to tell if he's still alive or not. A lot of times whenever I, I do get my buck or whatever, I kind of slow down in my hunting, but I, I think you're pretty smart and continuing because you've got so much part of my hunting now is it's based off of Intel of previous years. Like I know where that the bucks were during this time and during this part of the rut or the post rut or whatever. And so you continuing to kind of get out in the woods, you're basically setting yourself up for the next year. I mean, you're giving yourself a good shot. So that's, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to think about that. I'm, I'm hoping maybe I shoot one opening night or whatever, and then I'll continue yeah. to hunt. That's a good idea. Yeah, not, you know, I'm just, I'm just ate up with deer hunting. So if, if deer season's in, I, I want to go out there and, uh, continue to learn, see what I can and can't get away with. And, mm. you know, and, uh, just try to come back the following year, uh, better than I was the year before. So. Yeah, I think that's how we started this. You are you're going on to public land now to to challenge yourself, and I think that's that's I think so many guys, including myself, sometimes we just get comfortable. We figured out something that maybe that works, and we're maybe afraid to try something new, or, or you know, there's a lot of guys that want to go on public, but you're just unsure about it because you might bump into other hunters, God forbid, or you know, you just don't know the area. And I, but I think that's the thing though. You take a risk, and you it's going to make you be a better hunter overall, you know, and I think everybody's got to do what makes them happy for sure. But I do think that's part of the reason I've applied for these public land hunts. And, uh, part of the reason a couple of years ago, I switched over to a saddle. It was completely, you know, it wasn't as popular as, as what it is today, but you know, to me, it's, it, you try something new and maybe you don't like it. Maybe you do, but either way, it's going to challenge you and make you be better for the next year. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've been, uh, I've been turkey hunting, turkey hunting on public land for years and i always i'm always out chasing turkeys around i end up in some some spot on the side of a ridge somewhere and it's just tore up with giant rubs and i'm like you know it just always interests me i'm just curious i just want to come back and see what's living there you know mm. and uh you, you you know it's not as bad out there on public land as people might think it is uh you just you just got to put in a little more work to find the deer but as far as pressure and stuff, you, you can get away from that. Absolutely. Well, Cody, man, I appreciate uh, you coming on. Let's let's get one more update. Any deer? Did anything step out tonight during the podcast? Uh, not a single deer in the field. I am bad luck, man. It, yeah. it happens. It happens whenever I yeah. show up. <laughs> I don't know. The, the, wind, the wind direction might be off or something. I didn't even uh, see the wind this evening. Oh, so. uh, okay. Well, man, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your stories. Um, you mind if I uh, give out your Instagram here? If guys want to follow along, I'd be, I'm going to follow along and kind of see how, how public land hunting goes for you this year, if that's all right. Yeah, yeah. A buddy of mine, we're, uh, we're putting out videos on, on uh, some of our public uh, scouting and we'll have a lot of hunts and stuff this year so it's going to be a fun year i'm really excited about it so oh cool well, i'll drop some of those links before below uh, for guys to check out uh real quick just tell us where can we find that kind of stuff where can we follow you at um i'm on instagram's my only social media platform okay um, so cody underscore schleich and that's s-c-h-l-e-i uh l yeah c-h yeah at the end yeah. of that yep uh yep instagram's the only thing i'm really active on so. okay cool deal well cody man i really appreciate you coming on and sharing your stories and uh just uh, thank you for your time and man it, seasons are right around the corner so good luck to you 
Absolutely. I, I really appreciate you having me on. Uh, I'm always willing to talk uh, anything deer hunting. Absolutely, man. Well, you have a good night, all right? All right, you too, man. There you go. Some great stories from Cody. I really appreciate him coming on and sharing those. And I tell you what, uh, I am fired up for deer season. I can't wait. And I hope that you are excited. Maybe you're getting ready to go elk hunting or maybe it's, uh, I don't know, maybe getting mule deer hunting. I, I know we got all kinds of listeners. And so uh, whatever your, your flavor. Hey, if you ever want to come on the show and you want to share some of your own hunting stories, send me an email at sheddinglightod at gmail.com. Also, I'd encourage you to hit the subscribe button if there's a subscribe button in your platform so that you don't miss upcoming episodes. Those two bonus episodes that I mentioned at the beginning of the show, um, make sure, I'd encourage you to check them out if that's what you would like to do. I'm not going to force it on you, but check those out. Hope that you guys have a fantastic week, and remember to shed the light.